0: You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. So I do want to throw that up on the screen, Um, Matthew 28, 19 to 20, and just... Basically, start from there. Start from where Peter left off. It says, uh, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, so this is God giving marching orders to his church, right? He's, he's, he's talking to the, to the apostles, basically, who the church is built on, and they're, they're supposed to go forth, make disciples of all nations, um and so he's laying this super basic pr- principle into the foundation of the church go make disciples and so um so it's the church is the vehicle that God is 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 doing this through and wants to reveal his glory to to the earth and so you know here at heritage um you know Peter had talked about we've we've come to a place where we're we're healthy uh, we're we're thriving there's life and we get to look outwards now to to the world and so there's this sense of like okay now the now actually the work begins we've been we've been healing we've been um been been growing and getting healthy and now actually the work be, begins and so kind of what I want to talk about is what does that mean for us individually uh, as parts parts of the body of this church and so I'm going to share kind of our story and how God has used this last really this last year to really reframe the way that we think my family thinks about uh, about our role in the kingdom as Christians in in um, in the church and and how that's supposed to play out in our lives um, and there was there was kind of one very significant moment that uh, that God kind of Switched us, light bulb went off on our head, and really changed the way that we live, the way that our kids live, um, our our priorities, the way we see the world in in general and so again, lots of you guys have heard different parts of this story, so i 'm not going to go totally into detail on the whole uh, our, our, our whole testimony, but before we went to South Africa, um, we lived in Newport Beach and we felt God calling us for a time to go spend some special time with our family in Idaho. Um, and so we moved up to Idaho. Uh, we, this is a place that we love. We vacation a lot. And, um, and we got there and it was just, to me, it was like heaven on earth. I, I just was like, Lord, I don't ever want to go anywhere else. I'm going to build my life here, you know, use me here. What, you know, whatever, but this is my paradise. And, so you know we're there doing life, and um, and God starts stirring in us just a, a desire for ministry or desire to 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 serve the kingdom. Um, but really, He was preparing us for something. And and through that, about eight months into us living there, we got this invitation to go to South Africa um, from Andrew. And at first, it seemed ridiculous. Um, to you know pick up our family and go there for six months and but you know it was Andrew and he was asking and and so we said okay we're gonna take it seriously and so we start uh we start praying about it and we we start fasting about it and one morning um one morning I wake up and come out of our bedroom and Janet's sitting there on the couch um doing her quiet time the kids are asleep she's got her coffee it's like snowing outside our, our little wood stove is is crackling and it's just like i look at it and it's like lord this is heaven this is like this is this is paradise to me you know i probably went skiing that day or like whatever um and uh so this is the middle of of us kind of praying and discerning about this crazy terrific trip to africa and i sit down and janet goes, <laughs> You're, you got to hear this. Like you're not going to believe this. And she said she goes on to tell me that she she sat down not knowing what to read that morning, and God uh, God told her open up Haggai, which at the time I'm like Haggai, like what you know I'm sure I've read it before, but I couldn't tell you what it was. So pretty random. But um, so we're going to read Haggai, but I'm just going to tell you kind of a, a little bit of background. Uh, this is Basically, the Israelites had, had been released from captivity in Babylon, but only a remnant went back to, um, to Jerusalem because, you know, they had built their lives there. There's nothing in Jerusalem. They'd have to go basically restart. But uh, this remnant felt God calling them to go back um, to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And so basically, they, they get there and start to rebuild the temple then things just get um you know pressures pressures of life there's some some enemies and they start wrestling with basically the things of the world they get complacent and then they kind of give up on on building the temple and uh and just you know start saving themselves um you know there was famine so they had to figure out how to eat and um basically ignored the temple and so that's where we come in uh Haggai 1, 1 through 15, I'm just going to read through the whole thing. Um, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet, to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say the time has not yet come to build the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag of holes with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring the wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why declares the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that lies in ruins. While each of you busies himself with his own house, therefore the heavens above you withheld its dew, and the earth withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on what man and beast and all in all their labors. Then Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Joshua the son of Jehozadak the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord and the words of haggai the prophet and the lord their god sent had uh, as the lord their god had sent him and the people feared the lord and then haggai the messenger of the lord spoke to the people with the lord's message i am with you declares the lord and the lord stirred up the the spirit of zerubbabel and the son of shealtiel governor of judah and the spirit of joshua the son of jehozhadek the high priest and the spirit of all the remnant of the people and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of Hosts. So, every time I read that, it makes me emotional. But the reason being is that that cut that cut us through the heart. Um, here we were, you know, thinking we were honoring God, um, thinking we were being blessed by by you know this experience, and we were blessed by it. It was it was a beautiful experience but really we had gotten our priorities mixed up. And my question was not basically, Lord, what do you, I'm at your service. It's like, hey Lord, this is where we wanna be. This is where we wanna go. Okay, now now what can we do within this little lane that that we've created for ourselves? Um, And so, um, yeah, (laughs) back to the Great Commission, God didn't say, Go make disciples when you have enough time, right? Or enough money, or when a missions opportunity comes up at the church. And so he he convicted us. We had um, before Idaho. We had been through some a, a struggle at a at our previous church. Um, just really opened our eyes to uh, to the state of you know. We've talked a lot about the state of the church in America, and I'm not going to go too far into that, but. Um, we were convicted about building our own house while God's house lies in ruins, and um, it was pretty immediate after that that we said yes, and God just opened the door and kind of part of the Red Sea to make it possible for us to go out there. Um, so one of the one of the hardest things for, for us was. You know, God calling us to South Africa, but the question was like, why? You know, I still wanted to come back to Idaho. We had no no visions of of planting a church or or anything like that. Um, but God convicted us, like I said, and we are if if we're if we're anything, we don't do everything right. But one thing that we have learned is when we hear God, we go and we're obedient. Um, and he's he is he's bearing fruit right now because of that. Um, one tiny little sidetrack because it involves you guys. Um, when we first got to Idaho, this is like a year and a half ago, I remember having a, a talk with Lon on the phone. And I'm sitting there telling him that I feel like God is weaving our families back together, meaning his family, my family, and, and kind of my parents, you know, back together in ministry. And this is like, I just got to Idaho. Lon lives down here. My parents are in Newport um, Nick and Carly are still in Africa, and, uh, it's just, it's crazy, like, if, if you think God's not up to something here at Heritage or at Newport and, like, what's going on here, I, I had no business saying that, but I was convinced of it, and I'm telling Lon, I don't even know what he was thinking, but I literally thought that God was going to move all of them to Idaho. (laughs) I I thought that was, like, the most, the most, the most reasonable, um, explanation, um, and so, Africa, church, none of these things are on the table at that point. And look at this. I mean, Lon's preaching at Newport. I'm, I'm preaching here. Nick comes up and leads worship at, um, you know, and, I mean, they were in Africa at the time. They're back. Carly's back. My parents are helping us plant this church. Um, and I just, I, I tell that because it's significant. God is, God is doing something radical. Um, and it's not just Newport. It's heritage. Um. So, yeah, so we, we leave our home in, in, in Idaho 12 months ago, um, you know, and you, someone brought up uh, God's cloud this morning, but we really had this, like, sense of, like, God's cloud is moving. And so, okay, we're going. Um, and in a lot of ways, it was kind of like, you know, I had to leave. We left our house. I, I kind of worked from there, but um, basically left our job, uh, sold a car, to, to finance it. And, um, you know, there's this, this sense that we are like following God's cloud and like the Israelites, we're reliant on God, uh, to provide for us. Um, and there was really no safety net as far as if God didn't come through. Um, we didn't have an answer for that, but we heard God. So we went and he did show up and he is showing up and he will show up. And, um, and it's been a, such a pleasure to um, kind of live in this way where we're relying on him, um, but to see his hand, like, throughout the whole thing. And then we go to Africa, uh, and we, we spend our time there. And then we sense, I mean, the plan was always to come back here. Um, but, okay, now God's cloud is going to move again. And I actually have a picture that I want to share um, This is what it looks like when God's cloud moves for the Leaper family. This is is us preparing to come home from seven and a half months in Africa. Um, And, yeah, and I just want to recognize Janet. Um, This crazy journey, she has been... No hesitation, guys. Like no hesitation, and I don't know a lot of wives that that would be willing to be so obedient to God, but to trust me so much um, with what God's calling us to. Um, and so, love, uh, thank you. You're you're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So God's God's. Cloud moves again, and never in a million years did I think it was going to where it was going. Um, and you guys know, we've planted a church in Newport Beach. That's where it went. Um, yeah, we're, we're, on our, we're on our fourth week. Uh, today will be our fourth week. Lon's going to preach for us. Um, and in the kind of contemporary, co- contemporary sense, like, I have no business planting and leading a church. I'm a business guy. I've never led a. I've never led a church before. I've only preached a handful of times in my life. Um, I, I don't have a seminary degree or an MDiv or or any of those things. Uh, but we've uh, we've abandoned our lives. We've we've God has made so clear what He's called us and the position He has for us right now. And so th- all we can do is be obedient, you know. And and thank God. I mean, we have beautiful, wonderful resources here with 412 um and the truth is is if we if we are obedient god god's doing it it's, yeah um and yeah i mean when 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 haggai was talking to the people he wasn't just talking to the qualified people he was talking to everybody right he was talking to everybody um it's it's the whole of the remnant that was was to come back and rebuild the temple and so you know i'm playing this role but we all have a role um and so we get back here we we really didn't want i didn't i really didn't want to start the church or meet even meeting until like mid april and we got back in the, in late january i think um and because we had a lot to do we're trying to figure out job and where to live all these things and so you know we get back start sharing our story and people go hey let's have a little prayer meeting this is This is, I don't know, probably mid-February when this happens. Let's have a little prayer meeting to pray for what God's doing. So it's like, okay, we'll have a little prayer meeting. So at the prayer meeting, we have the prayer meeting, and then people go, let's all get our families together next week. And so it's like, okay, we'll get our families together next week. And mind you, this is like two months before I I really didn't want to do this. Um, But we get our families together the next week. And then all the families go, well, why don't we start doing this every week? And so so we do. And um, so we've been meeting as families for, I don't know, two months now. Uh, but then Easter co- starts coming along and people go, well, why don't we just start meeting on Easter, like on Sundays, every Sunday? And Andrew comes and he's like, dude, are we launching on, on Easter Sunday? And it's like, all right, so we launch. And this is how the church started, guys. Like it wasn't, we didn't have this like, business plan and marketing plan and and pre-launch and all these um, these things that you do. We just like literally God is like building his church and it's yeah. it's it's through no power of our own yeah. so we're today will be our, our fourth week and we have about 50 people. Um, <laughs> that includes 20 kids so we're already <laughs> We're already, like, we're, we're, like, learning in real time, like, oh, kids ministry, oh, yeah, we, we need to figure that out. So, um, so it's just, it's crazy, but there's life, the Holy Spirit's moving, um, we're learning, I'm learning, the church has so much grace for me, and God has really, like, given us, strategically given us people that um, just have grace for me, have a, have a heart for what we're doing, and just willing to come in, give their lives, and, and grow together, um, And so, kind of, what I want to talk to you guys about is, um, you know, that's that's our testimony. God hasn't called everyone to do that to do what what He's called us to do. But what has He called you guys to do, right? If if the if the Great Commission, if if we're going to go disciple nations, it's an all play event. We're we're it's not it's not just the pastors here and the people that can afford to go to the island of Man, or whatever. Um, it's all of the remnant were called back to build the house. Um, so what role has God assigned to you? The Great Commission is our marching orders, and the church is the battle plan, right? We're all We're all in God's army. We've heard that kind of analogy before. And we all have different jobs. Some of us inside the church, some of us outside the church, some of us are our, um, you know, contractors, or we make food, or or we're in the, in the tech side, but we're all, all of our jobs are to serve the, serve the mission. Um, you know, some of us are sent to the front lines, where the enemy's around every corner. You don't know how you're going to get home. You don't know where your next meal is going to be, and there's, it's risky, right? But that's not, that's not everyone. I think people think of ministry as this thing of, like, you know, you either have to be that guy, or it's not, it, it, it's not part of what God's doing. Um, but as a follower of Christ, we all serve the mission. Everything we do has to serve the mission, and we can't get that thing twisted. We can't get, get our priorities mixed up. Um, Ephesians 2, 19 to 22 kind of paints a, a beautiful picture, I think, of, of, of this holistic view of, of the house of God. So so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple, into the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And so, again, there's this sense about the, the, the whole structure. I mean, we are the church the whole structure being built together. So you may, you know, I mean, there's there's only a few people on staff here. That means most of you guys are in the workforce, those of you who work um, and, and your job's not in, in ministry. But even Paul um, was a tent maker from time to time, right? But his whole life was dedicated to building the church, his whole life. That's, that's what it was all about. And so... Um, so, even, you know, regardless of what your job is, um, we must, our job, our life must serve the mission and fit within the battle plan, which is the church. Um, Matthew six twenty four says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will devote, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other cannot serve both God and money. I think you can probably switch money out for a lot of things, right? Um, And so my kind of message to you guys is consider your ways, Heritage. Who's giving the orders in your life? Is it you? Is it your boss? Is it your spouse? Is it the culture, you know, that says go to college, get a job, make enough money to retire, then go you lay on, lay by the pool at a resort somewhere. Those aren't, things aren't bad, but but who who is giving the orders in your life? Um, is it those things, or is it the King, our Commander? And is if it, if it's the King, or is your life oriented towards obedience to what He's calling you to do? Because I I think you guys probably all have something deep in your heart that you know. God's calling you to and things that he's calling you to lay down in order to make him first in your life. So again, all of us aren't called to go plant churches or be on, on, um, on staff at a church or, or whatever, but we are, all of us are called to give our lives, to build the kingdom through the church and to fill, to fill the, the fulfill the great commission. So, um, I'm going to kind of close here and we're going to have the, the worship team come back up if you guys will. And I, I just want to kind of spend some time um, just with, with that question. What part did God make you to play in building his church? And um, sorry, but coming and sitting in the pew on Sundays is not one of the options. So it's beautiful. We need to do that. Um, but that's not, that's, not, that's not one of the assignments. Um, So back to this like outward looking thing, right? Heritage has paid a heavy, heavy price to get to this point where we can start talking about these things, um, about going out, looking outward. Uh, but it's gotta be all of us. It's gotta be, it's gotta be all of us. Um, and Lon, Lon had this word this morning about starting this lawnmower. And I feel like that's what God's doing right now. It's finally gotten Heritage to a place where it's like, start the engine right, and it's, um, and we got a fire on all cylinders, and we're all, you know, we're all cylinders, and so I just want to sit, and, and, um, and you guys can start praying, but I want us to reflect, and, and on what, what is it in our life that's, that's either holding us back from what God has called us to do here at Heritage, play the role that we're, we're called to play here, um, and yeah, let's, let's spend some time and reflect. I'm going to call Lon up and hand it over to him, but, um, Yeah, you guys, this is, this, is, this is life or death stuff for, for people. If we don't get out there, the world is hurting. The world is hurting, and, and the church is the vehicle that God's going to reach her through. So, um, yeah. So let me just pray, and then you guys can, can play. I'll, I'll hand this over to Alon. But Lord, um, we just thank you for what you're doing here. In Southern California, um, at Heritage Church, the beauty—just uh, this, this, this springtime blossom—that she is. And Lord, I just pray that um, that as we we kind of worship and, and reflect on the word that you wanted to bring us, that Lord, you just start to pinpoint things in our lives that you're asking us to lay down that are, are potentially hindering us from um, stepping into the role that um, that you have for us, Lord. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.